0: Welcome to Keepers.
1: We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer. So naturally, when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast.
0: I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E.
1: And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast.
0: Jared, I think that might be the keeper. We may finally have gotten through the opening.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's break down the fourth wall. All right. <laughs> Let's do it right at the top.
0: That's right at the top. Let's bank that one. <laughs> I prefer. That's the one we're keeping.
1: Uh, wow. No pun intended. No pun intended. Um, are going to pick it up on the second round. That's the kind of show I like. Wait, are you, uh, was that a jab? No. Okay. Uh, so, way to—I like shows that break down the fourth wall personally, and I hope our listeners do too. Because I hate when shows keep it too close to the vest, and they're like, "We can't screw up." I just feel you like know, we can't do anything.
0: Podcast is not that format. Like, podcast is the format where
1: you—you're
0: you <laughs> like super real about everything. Unless
1: it's a true true crime podcast, you probably don't want to be like, "And they found the dead." Oh, oh and they like screwed up. Like, Sorry. <laughs> okay, body. but that's more storytelling. I know, that's just, not
0: what we're doing just here. Kidding.
1: I'm telling a story every week, the story of Holly Wilde's winning streak. That's
0: right!
1: Six in a row now, am I right?
0: I can't even keep track anymore. I think it's six,
1: I think since week three, looking at it. Yeah, I think, I think so.
0: What happened to my, uh... Oh, yeah. Let's see here. That's We're right. in week nine,
1: fantasy week nine. I'm the one to beat. Yeah, you just beat me last week. Come at me. Congrats. Week Thank nine, you. fantasy, everybody, welcome to the show, all that fun stuff. Um, We got a fun show today. Yes, we do. We got our first guest. Yes, we do. Uh, one quarter of our League of Record yes. will be uh, at, coming to the show. So we'll have three quarters of the League of Record on the show today.
0: That's right. We will be speaking to Jeannie later today.
1: That's right. Fans are excited for Jeannie to join the show. Uh, we'll be breaking down her roster She'll have some questions for us that'll you know help if anyone else is new to fantasy you know and they have maybe some of the same questions yes, that she does.
0: This is going to be a great episode for you,
1: right? Yep. So uh, we'll have Jeannie on here in just a bit, but let's get into the news. Okay, Holly. So NWSL news here. So uh, Gotham firing GM Elise LaHue. Yeah, like out of nowhere. Um, so dismissed from her post, and the um. The club made a statement. Go check their Twitter. It's kind of a, you know, just kind of your standard statement. But according to Meg Linehan from The Athletic, excellent reporter for the women's soccer, uh, LeHue's firing was related to the league's anti-harassment policy. So, Holly, what are we looking at here?
0: I mean, we don't really have any more information. No. Uh, LeHue's <laughs> lawyer released a statement that, you know, she denies charges against her. Um yeah, I mean, I, I can't really comment on it because there's nothing to comment on at this point.
1: Once again, though, transparency. Now, right. if this happens in any other league, you know right away usually what happens. Now, unless this is some kind of legal issue and they can't talk about it because like it's a harassment deal and they're sealed. But hey, if this happens in the WNBA or the NBA and you know, they, they will say right away what this is for. And what you know, the disciplinary is.
0: It occurs to me, though, that because there's more people covering those leagues, there's more opportunity to get inside information. And like
1: break the story.
0: Right, and break the story. And I think, you know, we, we rely on Meg, Meg and just a couple of other reporters, Meg Lanahan and a couple of other reporters, to do that. I feel like if there was there were more people digging, we'd have more information, perhaps, regardless of whether or not the league would want to be transparent.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I want to see what happened though because this is like out of nowhere. So I think we're both kind of waiting. All uh, right, so stay thing. tuned. Yeah, uh, Laura Harvey returns to OL Reign as a head coach. Welcome back, Laura. Yeah, that's cool. On Thursday, the club announced that Harvey would replace uh, former head coach Fareed Ben uh, sorry Steedy, who resigned in July second. Uh, this is her second stint with OL Reign. She previously managed the club from thirteen to seventeen, and she earned you know coach of the year honors twice during that you know that run. So pretty good uh, run for her. Uh, and then leading the team back to back to back NWSL championship match appearances in 14 and 15. So, um, then she jumped around, you know, she was at the Utah Royals during 18 and 19. So, I mean, this is, I think a pretty good hire.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's probably a great hire. It's someone who, you know, knows the city, knows the team has been successful in the past, you know, like to see women as head coaches for this league. So all good things.
1: Yeah. Agree. Um, and I think OL Reign is, they have a really good chance with this lineup to, which we'll talk about later.
0: Right. To make a run here. Maybe they'll, this will put them on track.
1: Yep. Uh, more NWSL news. Uh, they are rescinding the disciplinary action against Sarah Buhati. If you saw the games last week, KC and OL Reign, um, Buhati was given a red card, but they're taking that back. So she should be back in the lineup this week if you've got her as your goalie. Um, Thoughts on that? I didn't think it was a red card.
0: Yeah, it uh, that didn't look like anything besides regular course of play to me. So yeah, I feel like this is rescinding this a valid decision.
1: Yeah, um, officiating's kind of been front and center this year. A lot of people bitching and moaning about it, uh, coaches, players. Uh, so they're under fire. So I think I think there's a microscope on, with the refs this week. So we'll see if there's some more there because there was a lot of discipline last week, especially <laughs> in this game. <laughs> So, whole yeah. rain. there were <laughs> cards flying.
0: Earned, like, six yellow cards or Did something. A lot of something. stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty physical game. But uh, that's good, because I didn't think she deserved it. So, I'm glad to see her back. And she's definitely a fantasy option, which we can talk about. Um, so, this is kind of a... This is a big one. So, Angel City's uh, Ineoloku deletes Twitter in protest of racist abuse. So, uh, if you know, um, recently, uh, there was a lot... Um, there was a lot of racist abuse and talk on Twitter after England didn't win the Euros mm-hmm. for some of their black players. And Aluku makes a good point. She compared the fight against racism with public backlash against the proposed Super League this year. She said people don't care enough about racism. Uh, when there was a suggestion the Super League was going to happen, there was you know, pandemonium, people speaking out. So she goes on to say basically that. You know, there was an uproar with the Super League talk, but with this, there's just, you know, there's people talking on Twitter, but not a lot of talk on television and and platforms. So what do you think about her deleting Twitter? What do you think about that stance overall?
0: I mean, it's an interesting stance because it definitely makes the press and, and gets her a platform to speak out about something that is important. But at the same time, you know, she's maybe also losing a different platform so she's making a trade off there which I think is an interesting one and we'll see how that plays out Um, you know this this whole situation disappoints and does not surprise me Um, I'm not super dialed in to English soccer however having been in an English pub and watching their men's team during a World Cup um, yeah again disappointed but not surprised I just like be better, you know. First of all, don't be a racist asshole. Second of all, until you can play at that level, like stop throwing shade on other people for, you know, missing their penalty kick. That's all. I'm glad. I'm glad Italy won. Viva Italia.
1: Well, hey, um, I don't know, but I don't know if leaving Twitter is the right answer. Um, I like her message. You know, because like, you know, it, it, it didn't make it made a little bit of the mainstream, but she's right. Not enough. And so it should have been more of a topic of conversation amongst, you know, all the big outlets.
0: But it's unsurprising that it's not right. Like it's uh, it's a social issue, not a business issue. Um, and that sort of speaks to our values in terms of what we cover. Right. And there was less of an uproar about it than there was, you know, about those proposed what Super League. Is that calling it the right thing? Yeah. Um, Because more people in that world, you know, there's there's just it speaks to like not enough allyship. Right. Like, you know, for the for the white people in that world, like they're clearly prioritizing worrying about a Super League over worrying about racism, which is, you know not necessarily uh, a, a uh, honorable <laughs> priority system, but that's, it's a reflection of the reality that I think that she's pointing out.
1: I think you're right. Last point on this. I I'm not going to say anyone's wrong for doing anything, but I think quitting Twitter is almost an admission of these few people that were on Twitter with these racist remarks almost winning in a way. Um, I almost think it's better to not acknowledge them at all. Like you were saying about the women's national team with the stupid national anthem bull crap that I don't even want to mention on the show that much, but it <laughs> would, because we
0: weren't going but to, but we weren't going to give it air Hold time. On a
1: minute, but it happened. But then it's like, Oh, it's only a few people. And it's because this platform is public. It makes it seem bigger than it is. So, can we just ignore and boot the people and say like, yeah, these people said racist shit. <laughs> Let's boot them off of social media. See you later. You're an idiot. Yeah, and then, and then bring it to the forefront of a conversation on television. Hope people talk about it more, but don't leave your platform because of it. I think you should keep Twitter and use it against people like that. But I've seen this happen before. I'm a big... Sports fan, I watch everything. Ohio State football. There are some racist things said about players, and the school comes out and says, but it's literally like five fans. But so, do we
0: know that here? Because I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with your opinion, but I'm questioning that how it was many? only a
1: few people. I got to look. I mean, okay. But still, even if it's what a few hundred, a few thousand, that's nothing, in my opinion. It's, it's, and it's, you, I don't think you leave that huge platform, especially right before uh, you're launching a brand new team. I, I, I don't, I'm not saying she's wrong. Just not what I would do. I would maybe make a statement on using that platform instead of just leaving it. But, you know, fair to each their own. All right, we got some quick hits here. This is a good one. So Becky Sauerbrunn, she's nearing the record for most uh, U.S. Women's National Team games without a goal. So uh, as you know, she's been on the team uh, for quite a few years. By the way, check out her YouTube, uh, uh, the Women's National Team YouTube page. Great video on this. But she has played... um, Currently, Hope Solo holds the record for most games played without scoring a goal at two hundred and two. She's a goalie. Sauerbrunn is closing in. She has a one hundred and eighty eight without a goal. So they released a very uh, comedic video on the YouTube page. But what do you think of this? This is, I mean, I love the way they're dealing with. it. I
0: mean, I just love this. This is, this is, I love the women's national team. I love their personalities, and and I love this is great PR to to take something like this and turn it into comedy and just be really ready to. Uh, you know, laugh at yourselves and each other. That sounds really trite. I hate that I just said that. Anyway, it's <laughs> fucking funny, and uh, I, I appreciate the sarcasm.
1: If she makes it through, if they win the whole thing and she doesn't score uh, for the Olympics, she's still at 194, so it'd be a few more friendlies. But I, I, I don't know, do you want her to beat this record? Or I, I really wanted I've always wanted to see her score. And they tried to get her on the board uh, recently against Mexico. They said I had that play set up for a little bit, and it didn't happen. It was her and Morgan. I think it was her, yeah, and it just didn't happen. I really would want to see her score because I think it would be great. So um, WNBA, Liz Cambage, Cambridge, I think it's Cambridge, uh, withdraws from the Olympics. So another athlete speaking up about mental health, uh, um, she plays for the uh, Vegas Aces. So she said, you know, every athlete competing in the Olympic game should be at their mental and physical peak. Uh, at the moment, I'm a long way away from where I need to be. So... Relying on daily medication to control my anxiety is not the place I want to be right now, especially walking into competition on the world's biggest sporting stage. Uh, Good for her, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, not a decision that anyone wants to have to make, but way to take care of yourself.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Um, And then back, uh, let's do um, Racing Louisville unveiled their facility, their awesome training facility. We were watching it today. Pretty sweet. Once again.
0: Yeah. Excellent facility.
1: Yeah. Check it out on their uh, Twitter page. I think it's on their Insta too. Awesome facility. Good for Louisville for doing this. A little fight news. Misha Tate coming back to UFC. Um, So she announced her retirement in 16. Wasn't going to fight again, but she's back. So good for her. I always liked her. She's a great fighter. So good for her for coming back. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm excited because once again- No, that wasn't sarcastic. I just, I have no opinion on this. No, I I got you. But once again, UFC, who's been leading the way- in in a, in a way in, in in women's sports with having them headline multiple pay-per-views and be honestly it's it's dead it's pretty even like you know with the way it's it's kind of like women's and men's tennis it's right there and they've but they the last decade has been all them with pushing it forward so good for them and then this is a giant this is giant news so um great she's a big star and sports need stars so okay holly Okay. Um, uh, bold prediction recaps from yes. last week uh, what was your bold prediction last week?
0: That Kansas City would notch their first win over the OL Reign.
1: Yeah, didn't happen. Yeah, rain, no. Reign won two to nothing. Epic fail. Um, mine was that the OL Reign would score the most goals in the league um, after their dud the week before. I is half right. Washington and Chicago each scored two. Chicago didn't even score. That's two own goals, but um, Washington did. But hey, they ha- they were if you look tied for first two goals. I'm giving Jared a half pat on the back.
0: Ah. All right. I'll, I'll give you half Pat for that. Um,
1: anything big stick out last week. We had the pride one-to-one against racing spirit two nothing over courage thorns and Gotham zero zero draw red stars and dash two to one for the red stars and uh, rain beating Casey to nothing.
0: Yeah. I mean some fun, some fun games this week. I continue to be uh, impressed with Gotham's defense, you know, holding the thorns to zero. Um, the, if you guys missed the the, the final minutes of the Pride Louisville game oh um, really she wasn't credited with it but Ashlyn Harris oh notches an assist here from about you know a third up the field and why was know, it not an assist? <laughs> lobs a ball in for DeLarue to score and it's it's a great play yeah um, so yeah some fun things happening this week Um. do, do you want to talk about your spirit? I'm calling them your spirit this hey, week
1: hey alright hatch attack double hatches that she hatched. Oh, leading, oh, no. le- leading, leading, no. leading the league in goals this week. Now are now in the league. Uh, Ashley Hatch scores twice. Washington shuts down Carolina. I think Carolina is losing too many pieces. I think they they'll be okay. Yeah, but that's just a lot of stars to be missing. It's like just Jess McDonald. They couldn't quite
0: figure like patch it no, up. No, but week.
1: Washington's defense. Like I, I think. Once, like we were saying how Washington could go on a run here. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm excited. And I'm not even talking about that Chicago-Houston game because that's just ridiculous. Not, they didn't even, didn't even get a shot on goal, and they won the game 2-1. to one. Painful. Um, <laughs> injury updates, uh, nothing. Just a bunch of in- international duty. Um, and then North Carolina has announced that Lindsay Agnew and uh, Haley Harbison are out this week against Houston. That game is. We're recording this today, Saturday. No big trades. So, Holly, let's just jump into our um, streamers of the week. Streamers.
0: All right. So I'm I'm not uh super excited about defenders available right now. I think probably most of the good ones are have been s- snapped up in your league, but you know, if you're looking at goalie streamers for the week and Heretic is somehow available because she's, you know, the number 2 on on Gotham, she's going to be, I mean, she's a a number 1 goalie, oh, yeah. she's an amazing goalie. She was a high-scoring goalie last week. Um so grab her if you can at least f- through this Olympic period because Sheridan's playing for Canada. And also um you know, Bixby had a great game in for France for Portland. So that was that's a oh, yeah. that, that's Bixby. a you know, to me, that's you know um they're matched up against the Pride this week. That could be a tough one, but I, I, you know, she's a pretty good goalie.
1: I like those picks. Those are good picks. Her- I, I really oh, like, I like the heritage pick because she should be rostered. Like that's just they're strong. They don't well, give she up be, anything. She should be a starting goalie. Yes.
0: You know, and plus the Gotham's defense is great. So, you know, that increases your opportunity for a clean sheet there.
1: We could see Herechich in LA next year, but we'll talk about that later. Ooh. Um, yeah, it could happen. I, I would
0: be excited about that. That's um, a that's a great, that's a great bold prediction there,
1: right? Jared. That's a that's a that's a bold 2022 prediction. That's right. I like it. Uh I like uh Celia for OL Rain. Last week, she had one shot on goal, one shot, and seven tackles. So if you're looking for points, that's that's 10 points right there. For a defender.
0: That's that's probably the strongest offering for a defender. Yeah. Right and I now. put
1: Lauren Kate Barnes too uh from the rain because she did have two key passes and three tackles last week. Um, and they play Chicago this week. So and Chicago, like I said, uh didn't get a shot on goal and won the game two to nothing or two to one last week. So I think OL rank could shut them down. So you got the clean sheet uh option there. I also do like Aubrey Bledsoe for Washington against Gotham. Gotham just had that one game where they scored and they just I just think Bledsoe could get five plus shots on her because Purse and all and Anamano like they could be all over him. But Washington's defense has been pretty good, so I still think Bledsoe has a chance to have a pretty big game, like either the clean sheet or like giving up one or two goals but having seven saves. Um, and then I'm with you on Heracich all the way, all the way. Yeah, so uh, let's get into our waivers. All
0: right, waiver
1: wire. So, uh, <laughs> so <creepy. laughs> you hate that one? <laughs> this is creepy, isn't it? right <laughs> it's a little creepy it's a little creepy uh i made this pickup uh this morning i uh actually dropped amy rodriguez had to make the move Aww. i hate that it. It pains me she's one of my favorite players in the league i picked up uh Zyara king oh, is this
0: why it took you like four hours to make this decision and huh. you had to sleep on it yes oh, okay I get, uh, it so I get it now so
1: Ziara king we're finally seeing what the front of ol is going to be it's king balser and uh, Lay omer so i got Lay omer so i decided hey Let's add Kings. Last week, she had three shots on goal, one shot, two tackles, one key pass. That's 10 points. I feel like the rain, That's they found their lineup, and they're kind of a force to reckon with this year. Uh, also, um, it's a stretch if they're available, but Bethany Balzer for oil rain and Veronica Latsko for the dash. If they're not picked up, pick them up. They both had really good games last week. I think they're going to continue having good games.
0: Right, and they're both in that number nine, that center forward position for their team. So they have a lot of scoring opportunities. Yes.
1: Who Who do you got?
0: Well, I uh, I finally put my money where my mouth is. I picked up Salmon this week. Uh, she's not playing this week because Louisville has a bye week, but I'm stashing yeah. her on my bench because I think that she she was definitely the the highest scoring offensive player in terms of fantasy points that was still available for us. And because I had, you know, picked up Jasmine Spencer as a streamer last week, and I was dropping her this week because not excited about you know her lineup, you know, versus Carolina. I had the open space to grab Ebony Salmon. Um, if that's not you, uh, the other thing that I would do is just look at midfields, particularly OL Rain or Washington. Jared was talking about the front line for OL Rain, um, but the midline's been pretty consistent. So it yeah. looks like they're going to have, you know, Huerta, who, who scored 12 points last week and has been fairly consistent there, you know, and, and Fishlock um, as well. And then, you know, she scored seven. And then I think, you know, for Washington, you've got um, Sullivan. Uh, who who scored, or who had an assist this last week, so she had 13 points, although she's not been a particularly high scorer for fantasy points, so you may have to weigh that, but then you had um, Tori Hooster at eight points and Dorian Bailey at eight points, so not amazing scoring, but if you need to shore up your lineup because you're missing some national players, you know, those are possible options for you that may still be available in your league, and then I would also look at Rocky Rodriguez for Portland yes. in the midfield, Yeah, definitely. because, you know, she had nine points last week. It
1: just... And you they, know, a solid and, offering. And they didn't score. And they had so many chances. Like, you, I have Weaver, you have Charlie. And it was like, every time we... we oh, we that's just killing me. It seemed like... That I mean, game they just killed me. Should have beat them kind of thing, Like they, but they didn't. And um, I want to make this quick point.
0: Because, they, yeah. First, because, well, they didn't beat them because got them defense and Heritage in goal.
1: Yeah, Heritage did play well. Yeah. Got to give her props. Yeah, um, she was a monster. One point is that this is a really weird week. So this is like the opposite of those super double weeks. We've got international duty, and we only have eight teams playing. This is a really tight group of people that are available. Right. You were in a good position because you're 6-2. and two. You picked up someone who um, isn't even playing this week. So everyone on your bench is out. Right. So if someone announced—you're you, going to have to—you might be in a position this week, though— having such a good record that you might play with one less person. I think it's an option for you. And I think maybe you probably thought about it.
0: Yeah. Someone's benched or God
1: forbid gets injured because you had that luxury. So if you have a really good record and you have someone that's out for international and you're like, I don't want to drop them, but I got to have a full squad. Hold on a minute. You don't like you could risk it and you could risk the loss if it means hanging on to somebody. So don't just drop. Like I got to drop Rachel Daly to make, to have a full roster. You don't, but so you're in that position. Uh, some pe- other people in our league aren't in that position. And I think that in a lot of people that are playing fantasy are right now two and six, maybe one and seven. You know, maybe they're three and five and you need to make a run. So we're going to bring on one of those people from our league of record this week. Oh, <laughs> I, think <she's, laughs> I think she's calling right now. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. We are joined by a quarter... Of our League of Record and our first guest, first Keepers guest ever, Jeannie. Welcome All right. to the show. Welcome,
0: Jeannie. Hey. Hi.
1: <laughs> What's up?
2: Just uh, hanging out, excited to talk to you guys, my favorite podcast people.
1: All right. I love hearing that. I love hearing that.
2: That's <laughs> my favorite podcast. <laughs>
1: we, we had to, we we were like, okay, we want to start getting some more guests on the show. We're like, we got to start with our League of Record peeps. So we got to get Genie on, we got to get Jason on, we got to break this down. And we we thought like, you know, we want to go through your roster and we thought it would really help other people who are playing fantasy out there. Like, Hey, I mean, there's going to be some crossover and they're going to get some really good tips, breaking down your roster one by one, what to do with each person. We're almost at the midway point. People have to make decisions and we got to start winning games, right? Like we got to start winning.
0: Right. I need to start yes yes you do and also everyone for context uh Jeannie is due to fantasy sports and new to the NWSL world so if that's you as well then you're gonna get a lot out of this conversation yes
2: yeah I have a lot of questions
1: well and let's 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 go through you want to go through your roster let's go through your roster
2: yep yep I'm ready
1: okay great so we're starting at the top and you've I mean this was like your number one pick and it's a great pick we you have Dabinia. From the, yeah. uh, from the Courage. But um, so what we know about Dabinia now is Dabinia kind of started off a little, you know, looking back, like she had a decent start, like 11, 7, then she had 38 during a double week. But she's had a few of those weeks where she's like, there's a 6 in there and there's a 10. And for her, you're kind of expecting her in one week to kind of be pushing that, like, 15 to 20 boundary. So she hasn't been bad. Uh, I think she's been good. I don't know if she's been, like, number one pick good, but she definitely still has that, because she's not been bad. But now she's gone for international play. But what have you been, yeah. wh- what have been your thoughts about Dabinia this year, having her on your team?
2: Well, I, like, I was amazed that I got to, I was the third round to, like, pick in our draft, and she was still there, and I was like, what? How is nobody taking her? I was like, this is my girl. She's gonna be my number one scorer, which she has been, but... She's not up there, you know, looking at all the other players on other people's teams. She's not incredibly high scoring. And so, like, I'm going to keep her, but I, uh, yeah, I mean, I got to keep her.
0: So I think the issue with Dabinia is that you, she can go off in, in any given week and, and play like a monster, but she's streaky. So some weeks she's not going to get you very many points. And so that's a, that's a tough thing, especially during the Olympic window because you know, you you know, do you do you hold on to her during the Olympic window? Probably because she's such a, a prime player and someone's gonna pick her up if you drop her. However, you know, you need to have a you need to build a team that you can maybe not play her in a week if she's going through like a, you know, non streak spell.
2: Right. And I think as we'll go through my roster we'll see that I have other international players that um think I probably need to drop but I don't think she's going to be one of them. I just need to move her down to like bench and get some of my other bench players out.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 It's like time to make decisions and we'll talk about some people, but I think that's, that's the call with the Bina. Keep her on the bench and then wait out the international window here and then, you know, free up some space somewhere else to keep her on your bench. So that's, that's the way to do it. Um okay. let's go to who's someone you picked up last week, uh Ifioma Onomonu, which I think was a really good pickup for you. Um she only she got six points last week, which isn't great, but Gotham's Gotham's had a hard time scoring this year, as you would know, because you also have a few other players on that team. Yes. But uh my personal opinion of Onomonu is I like that pickup. I think she's gonna start scoring for Gotham and I think that's someone that you you know I think it's someone you should definitely play again this week and see how she does. Um, she is playing. Uh, Who's she playing against this week?
0: Uh, she, this week they have the Spirit.
1: Yeah, they have the Spirit, which is a really good defense. Uh, it could be tough.
0: Mm, but I, I think they could exploit some holes in that
1: defense. If yeah, possible. I know you just picked her up, Jeannie. But what do you think of Onamano?
0: Well,
2: so my strategy here is I just kind of like look at the standings on the NWSL website, which I know you say is not reliable, but it's like how I have it's what's there. My point. <laughs> it's like yeah it's like the easiest thing to look at and i go well there she is like kind of a rising star so i'm going to jump on the bandwagon and i hope she performs for me
0: yeah i mean i think you know, there's there's just unfortunately not that much information out yet for, for fantasy players in the NWSL. And so that's, you know, that's a perfectly reasonable strategy. And I think I, I agree with Jared that this is a good pickup because she's playing in the in the number nine position for Gotham, which means that she's their center forward. She's out in front of everybody else in the way that they're currently constructing their lineup. And that means that she's the person with arguably the most opportunity to score goals because she's going to be right out in front in front of the goal all the time. So... You know, I think that you have a person there that that could generate some points for you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And this is where, like, the knowledge that you guys have is, like, so much deeper than I have, which is, like, I'm just, like, I don't know. I'm just looking at the stats going, Mm -hmm. she looks like she's going to get some points, and so I'm going to just go for her. And mm-hmm. you guys like know all the details, like so well, that's so
0: amazing. Here's what you can do. Here's how you can. Here's how you can pick up some of that knowledge, and for our other listeners as well. Some of the things that I'm looking at is I'm on the NWSL website too, but I'm going to the individual game. So up on the top, there's the schedule, and I'm looking at the games that were played last week. So I'm clicking into July 11th, Portland versus New Jersey, New York, and then if you scroll down a little bit, there's a menu where you can hit stats, um, and these are the game stats. And so then you can see who scored, who had an assist, who got a yellow card, who was subbed in and out. And if you go all the way down to the bottom, there's something that I really love to look at, which is the bottom right-hand corner. It's called Match Day Live. And it shows you the starting lineup, and it shows you who subbed in. And you can click on each player's name, and you can see you know, how many key passes they got in that game, how many tackles they got. you know, Did they get a red card? Did they get a yellow card? The only thing it doesn't show, weirdly, is assists. You have to go up top for that. But... <laughs> Beyond that uh, weirdness, okay. you could see everything else there. So that's a good spot to look if you're trying to figure out individual player performances on a week by week basis.
2: Yeah, I was using something like that when I was starting with the Challenge Cup and like researching everyone, but I hadn't done that yet this season. So
1: nice. Yeah. Back- In a pinch, it's a good spot. In a pinch, it's like what they do last week. Okay, let's look. And let's let look at the individual game. So uh when push comes to shove, that's an easy way to look at it. Um, let's go to your next player, Midge Purse. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this
1: one's gonna be a little perplexing because Midge is a I she's a star player. I mean, she's like a borderline national team player and she sticks around. So you're thinking, okay, I've got maybe one of the best players in the league that yeah. isn't gonna go to the Olympics. But then you yeah. look at her last, you know. Her la I mean, she has games this year, 14, 0, 8, 10, yeah. 0. You know, it's like yeah. it's you know, and last week she had four and she's on That's a team Midge. right now oh. that can't score. Yeah. So I, I I like Midge Purse, and we're in a weird week here, Jeannie, like where it's like all these Olympic players are gone, and there's two teams that aren't playing, Kansas City and Louisville. So there's like a really thin talent oh. pool. And I, I still like her, even though they are playing Washington, who's got a decent defense. I still like her. And then with your roster, like I'm not dropping her and I'm not benching her, I'm playing her. Cause I, I just think she's, it's tough, especially when you're losing games. I know you're two and six and it's like, I got to win right now. But my personal opinion on Midge Purse is that you just got to see what she does here in the next couple of weeks. And then if she's still playing poorly, I think you have to seriously think about trading or dropping her. What do you think about Midge?
2: Um, yeah, again, just unreliable, like a roller coaster, like up and down and up and down. And so I'm like, I just want somebody consistent. I don't need her. I don't need all the points, but man, I'd love to see fewer zeros or fewer single digits from her because she, yeah, she's a high draft for me. Like I was excited about her, but yeah, I've been, Yeah, I wanted to hear about her because I wasn't sure if I needed to keep her or drop her.
0: I mean, I, I'm with Jared. I would keep her. I, you know, I think she was a good draft pick for you. The problem is that she's on a team that's offensively hasn't really gelled yet, so she's getting less opportunity. But I think, you know, I, I think they still could gel, and I think that given the field of what's left out there, like, you want to keep her because she's, a, you know, one of the strongest options. And and also, you know, I mean, she was out practicing with the national team sometimes, and, and you know, clearly not yeah. she's going to be back consistently. So to me, she's... Not only you keep her on her roster, but you play her week to week. Okay. So mid-stays. All right. Yeah. All mid-stays. right.
1: Mid-stays. And I just wanted to remind everyone, or tell everyone, I am playing Jeannie this week. And so we're... I, I But Jeannie, I'm giving you unbiased information. I'm giving you... This is genuine information. Okay. So, I know.
0: I completely I trust you.
1: I, I, want, <laughs> I want us to have a close uh, battle.
0: And also... Yeah. I would bust Jared if he wasn't giving you good information because I'm trying to surpass him in total points for the oh, league. Yeah. And so clearly I want you to win next week.
2: <laughs> okay, well, let's do it, Holly. All
0: right, G, let's go.
1: I think your next player is an obvious one. It's Alex Morgan. Um, she's gone, so you need to bench her. She just she needs to be benched, um, but she needs to be kept. I, I think it's one of the few players in the league, even though a lot of these U.S. players could be gone, For a long period of time even longer than than the Olympics because they might have like a little uh, like a little tour afterwards they tend to do that you know where they go around if they win a gold medal it's like hey let's play a few games in the states so I think she could miss more extended time but I think she's one of those elite players that has to be stashed. Um, yeah. that's my easy choice, but she just has to be benched now and you've got to find a way. Like you just picked up, uh, we'll talk about uh, another player that you picked up off of yeah. free agency this week, but I think that's the replacement. But uh, what do you think of uh, Morgan so far this year?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a no-brainer. She stays. Like, yeah, she's killing it in my book.
0: All right, I'm going to caveat that for a little bit. Because um, I think, you know, we talked about this last week and Morgan was one of the people from the U.S. team that I would maybe stash instead of drop. Um, so I would stash her for now, but because she's a very high scorer when she plays in the NWSL in terms of fantasy points. However, if it seems like, you know, the U.S. wins gold, they go on a victory tour, they go on a press tour, then there's another FIFA window in the fall. You know, I wouldn't, you know, I would... I would stash her, but then reserve the right to drop her if you need someone else on your team. Like, Dabinia you're going to stash, and I I have a feeling that, you know, Brazil's going to be back earlier than the U.S., so then she'll be back in the mix and you'll be able to play her. But if if Morgan isn't, then that could be someone that you could maybe, you know, switch out for someone else at a later date. So just keep keep that thought in mind.
2: Okay, I will, yeah. But she's definitely one of my more consistent players, so for now...
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. When she's playing, I mean, that's another thing. She could be trade bait. Like if you're still struggling and it's like a big name, you know, and then Holly's like, well, like, let's say it's a, let's say it's a battle at the end of the, like, I don't know. I, I feel like she's such a big name. And if she's not winning new games now, there could be a team that has a better record. That's like, well, I'll stash her and then you need something else. So I think if it's if it's another five weeks from now and it looks like she's going to be gone even longer, that might be might be a circumstance of a trade. But we can talk about that. But I think okay. right now you keep her.
2: Okay, I like that.
1: Next up is Kristen Hamilton for Cur- the Courage, who you picked up a few weeks back. Um, I had her, I, I believe, earlier in the year for a few games, and she. I think Kristen's at her best when that squad is full. So I think when, like, Lynn Williams is there and Jess—I mean, Jess is still there, but then, like, you have know, Muis and Dabinia. I think Kristen is good when—she's almost better when she comes in off the bench for, like, a second half or when all those people are there. I just don't think—the last two weeks she had zero and four. It's just not what you need from someone. So in my personal opinion, I think you—I mean, this could happen. This has happened before where you drop someone this week, and then all of a sudden the courage— they go off today against Houston and it's like, Oh, look, Hamilton scored. Damn it. But my real, you know, my, my opinion here is that I think you get rid of Hamilton. What do you think Jeannie?
2: Yeah, because the pattern I'm looking at it for three weeks now, and as you said, it's four zero four. So I'm not getting what I was looking for when I dropped my previous player and picked her up. So yeah, you're probably right. And the, and then the other thing is like, I try not to look back and see what she like, once he drops, like, I don't want to know it.
0: Yeah. I know.
2: done. Like, I don't want to go back and look at that and have regrets. So then I just, like, let him go and move on. So maybe I'll have to take a look at what free agents are left and see if I can get somebody for this week in the next couple hours.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a reasonable strategy. The The other thing you could think about, and I, I don't know if I would do this, but, but Hamilton and The Courage are playing the Houston Dash this week who are, are just going to fall apart without their... Um, international players I think frankly so um, it's possible that she could have an easier week and and generate more points however to you know you're in Jared's point there are some other offensive options out there that are still free agents in our league that are kind of on average generating more points that might be better for you to look at like uh, you know like a Rocky Rodriguez for Portland who had nine points last week Yeah, I was looking at Rocky Rodriguez for
1: last week. Rocky's good, and then also a player that you had on your team before, Huerta. Um,
2: Yeah, coming out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, and she's still there, and I think O.L. Reign's offense is...
0: He's more gelling, definitely. Yeah, and I think, and
1: she had an assist last week, and then um, we'll talk about who scored there later Yeah, and also
0: the Rain are playing Chicago this week, and uh, they're just not gelling offensively, so could be a time to to pick up some oil rain players especially just for this week
1: and jared did just jared did drop amy rodriguez uh this morning which pained my heart but she's available but she doesn't play this week so that's kind of like you know
0: right so i wouldn't pick her up this week i would wait
1: but she's around because you don't
0: you don't have people like your bench is gonna be taken up by international players you can't stash her
1: yeah that's true um, but she's definitely a, a better player that's available at some point. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. Well, I was
2: trying to get off you in our trade. Uh, pardon? Wasn't I trying to get her? Oh, when we were trade.
1: Yes. Yeah. That was being negotiated. Um, yeah. Um, when we're done with your roster, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this trade business. Cause this is fun. Okay. And I think a lot of people want to, you know, they like to hear a good trade story. So we had some, we had some good, a good back and forth there, but that's, um, yeah, we okay. had we had a nice chat about that. Um let's blow through the rest of this roster. Like you had Katie you um oh okay, this one pained my heart when I was doing the points last week. So you picked up Katie Naughton from the dash as your defender. And she's a really good defender who had a really her had her roughest game of the year last uh last week with her own goal. She had an own goal. Houston blew it at the end against Chicago. They had two own goals, Shea Groom and Katie Naughton, and it was just Really, a really bad day. She had negative four points, which just doesn't happen. That just doesn't happen at all for a player of that caliber to, to get negative points. I think, I think Naughton is, it's actually a week to week, pretty good pickup. Uh, But Holly and I discussed earlier on the show, some defensive streamers that we think that are good to pick up like players that we think could be good to add just this week. And I think I like I liked, I liked Celia. I think you had her earlier in the year for the I O.L. Did. Reign. I like her this week as a defender, and I still like um, from the Courage. Oh, why am I blanking on her now? Um, uh, Pickett. I still like Pickett from the Courage. Wait,
0: don't you have Pickett? No. I thought she wasn't available.
1: No, she's available. Oh, okay. So I still like Pickett from the Courage, and I, still, and I like Celia. What do you think of this Katie Naughton deal? <laughs> well...
2: Um, (laughs) she has been on my radar since we were drafting. Like she was down there low as, you know, as we were getting real low on the draft choices. Her name was down there. And so I've had her on my radar, um, this whole time. And then again, as I was going through the, the, you know, the stats, it was looking pretty good for her. So I needed to drop sour run. And so I decided to go for her, and there she is, my negative four for the week. So it was disappointing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just a huge bummer. (laughs) Um, One thing that I would think about, too, Jeannie, is that um, Naughton plays in a center back position, so she's in the middle, which in our league, unfortunately, the way that we do points, the center backs sometimes generate less fantasy points because our defenders are getting points for things like, you know, Assists or tackles or um, key passes because those are the things that we can track given the stats that are available to us with the NWSL. Um, some of the things that we don't track are things like clearances when the 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 defender kicks it out of you know the the goal box or clears the ball away from the goal and since we have less consistent stats on that so we're not able to track those for fantasy points and and we really wish we could because then the center backs would get a lot more points but because they're not because they're doing more clearances which we're not tracking points on and the right. outside backs who are playing like the the right or left position on the outside are doing more things like key passes and tackling they're getting more of their points so that's another thing that's- to look at because both um Celia and Pickett play outside back and, and particularly Pickett, who takes all the corner kicks for North Carolina. Um, that's always an assist opportunity if she's kicking it in and then someone scores. And also again, North Carolina is playing Houston uh, this week, which is a severely depleted team. Okay. Yeah. So food for thought. And and Celia is on the OL reign and they're playing Chicago, which yeah. maybe the show, I don't know about that. Like Celia scored a lot of points last week, but Honestly, Chicago hasn't even really been effective in offense, so the defenders haven't had that much to do. So she might score less points just because she's doing less.
1: That's true. Okay. That's true. But you got some options there for defense. So I think you make it. I think you make a change. Um, okay. This is a tough one. You have uh, Michelle Betos for Louisville who doesn't play this week. So you've got to get a goalie in there that plays. And I think there's a lot of good goalies in the league, like Herachich for Gotham. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm giving Jared a nasty look because he told me, totally stole my thunder there. Oh,
1: did I steal your thunder? <laughs> yes. Well, why don't you go off on the goal? <laughs> this jump is absolutely
0: in. what you need to do this week. This is this is like one of my strategy things that I definitely wanted to to throw out there is because you've Betos, who is an awesome goalie um, and gets a ton of saves every week, um, but who is not playing this week. I don't think you drop her. I think you stash her. But Heritage is available in our league, and she should be a starting goalie. Um, and and she is now because she plays for Gotham and Kaylin Sheridan's gone because she's on the Canadian team. And so Heritage is a monster. She, you know, she puts up a ton of saves. Gotham's defense is good. There's opportunity for a clean sheet there. So I think you bench Betos, um, pick up Heritage for this week and drop one of your national team players. And then, you know, then, then you have um, trade bait because honestly... Jason doesn't have a goalie right now because his only goalie is injured and he didn't do anything about that. So you might be able to make
1: a trade with him for one of your goalies. Good point.
2: Ooh, I like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think that's the move. I think that's the move there. Okay, yeah. I like it. Yeah. But Betos is so good this year. It's like, you just got to keep her. Like it's just, you have to keep her on that team. Um, on your bench right now. And I think she's going to be starting. You just picked her up. Bethany Balser. I mean, it was a great pickup. Yeah she scored twice last week for the rain. I think it's an, I think there's your replacement for Morgan Morgan. or Dabinia right there. So uh, you're going to play her right, Jeannie?
2: Yes. She's definitely moving up to play.
1: Yeah. I think it's easy, right, Holly? Like it's like that's, there's no debate there. No, that was a great pickup. Yeah. I think that's, that's a great pickup. And then I'm just going to put these two together. You have Carly Lloyd and Megan Rapino on your bench. Uh, I I have, I, I have an opinion. So, you're going to keep Betos and then you're going to bench debanie and morgan honestly it's and it's it's just looking like to me that like you should drop them both and it's really tough to do i think the hardest one to drop is is actually rapino because she played more than carly this year and she looked really good on that ol reign offense carly never really came around um and then she just rested more and i just don't both of them are they're just both of them are veterans too and there's a there's a lot of mileage and I just don't think they're going to rush back into playing a ton for their for their for their club teams so it's going to it's painful to drop these players but you got to win games now and I think you just got to drop them and, and put people who are playing on your bench cuz you just need points what do you think Jeannie?
2: yeah i mean it's like heartbreaking i'm like carly boyd and megan rapino they're just sitting there yeah. and they've been sitting on my bench so almost the whole season because yeah, they've done almost nothing and you're like and yeah, I'm gonna have to let them go. And it is heartbreaking because they're such good players.
0: Yeah, I agree, that sucks. But I think that I think that you drop both of them and I think that you pick up um like Huerta and you know, and then look at the the rest of the um you know, look at Fishlock in the midfield for Ol rain and look at Rodriguez, Rocky Rodriguez for Portland, and then look at Washington's midfield too, because they're, um, you know that's a that's a pretty high scoring team, and their offense is pretty gel- you know much gelling. Um, Andy Sullivan had a lot of points last week, but she usually doesn't have a lot of points, so that one may be streaky. But then you've also got, uh, Tori Huster and Dorian Bailey in there that are, you know, kind of the next highest scoring people. Um, yeah, you know. So those are some options for you.
2: All right, I'm going to let him go. I've been thinking about it and now I got to
1: do it. Yeah, hit us up in the in the G chat and uh let us know what your moves are going to be. And um I know you had a few questions too this week like there's just, you know, general we're 9 weeks in here, just about to be 9 weeks into the season. So what's like what's on top of mind for you? Like what what kind of questions do you have?
2: So, um like we need to set our starting lineup um, before the game start. And so then I do that. And then, but then it'll be, you know, games are moving along and maybe we'll be two or three games in. And as they're, as the teams are releasing their rosters right before the game begins, then some of the fantasy players, primarily you two are like shuffling people around and dropping people and picking up or, benching someone or starting someone else and I don't understand what's happening there because I just thought you set your team and then it's the luck of it whether that whether or not they play. So can you explain to me what's happening there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like first of all, this is our bad for not making this clear. Um, So (laughs) we apologize. And and that sucks. Um, I wish we would have cleared this up earlier. But okay, so you have Yes, you have to set your roster before the games start. However, since the games are staggered all weekend long, like if so, so North Carolina and the Dash play today. So like, I have to set my, you know, you have to set your roster. And if you're saying like, okay, I'm gonna pick up or I'm I'm gonna play Hamilton for North Carolina, um, then like that's set and it's done. But if you if you see then later on in the week that um, you know Orlando or sorry, or oil rain releases their roster and you thought that they were going to start Balser and they're not and you want to make a change. You can still make a change before that game time. It's just that you can't drop people that you started that have already played and you can't change once the game starts. But d- does that make sense? But it depends on the individual game, not on like the beginning of the week.
2: Yeah. And I kind of assumed you were going to tell me that, which is that if they haven't already played, then there's movement that can happen. Um, I just have to shift my thinking to be not just like, said it and done, that I'm going to have to, when game time approaches, I have to be ready to like, see who's playing and have some thoughts in my mind of if I want to pick someone up or something like that.
1: Yeah. It's and I think, yeah, Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah.
2: Um, I think I'm, I'm getting it now from you guys that like you have players that you're like, well, I'm going to keep them for just a little while and then I'm going to let them go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like I picked up um, Jasmine Spencer last week because I, I think that she's an opportunity to do more for the dash and I liked the lineup last week. Um, that didn't pan out for me, but I was only planning on picking her, like keeping her for one week anyway. So I dropped her and I picked up um, Ebony Salmon this week just to stash.
2: Yeah, so I think that's my new fan. That's my new to fantasy anything. Is I was like, oh, I'm going to learn about all these players and I'm going to have this really great team, and then awesome, I'm just going to watch soccer and we're all going to be amazing. I didn't (laughs) realize there was like this like weekly decision making that had to happen, and I was like caught off guard with all that.
1: Yeah, it can be a little overwhelming because it's more like I compare it to like fantasy baseball and not fantasy football. Like, so I play a lot of fantasy football, but it's like. Every game is on Sunday or Monday, mostly, except for the Thursday game. But it's like, you have to just be on it right before the Sunday games start. And it's like, okay, I'm good. My roster is pretty, it's set. But this with the games, maybe one being on Wednesday and then three on Saturday and two on Sunday, it's more in real time. So we try to be, it's it's a lot more, you have to be kind of pretty tuned into the league and knowing when these games are going to kick off and then, and then keeping an eye on social media. And that's where I usually in our chat will copy their rosters and say, Hey, here's they usually release them about a half hour before each game, each team does. So keep right. an eye on that. And then it's, it's all in real time. Like Holly was saying, so just like you've got Carolina today. So you just need to make sure like Dabinia is out of your lineup and someone else replaces her today. Like, let's say you're not sure what to, who to replace Alex Morgan with. Well, you know, that Dabinia's team plays today and you have Bethany Balser who you picked up. So it's like, okay, I'm putting Balser in for Dabinia, You know, and I'll figure out what I'm going to do with that Morgan spot later cuz Morgan's team doesn't play till tomorrow. So like I got okay. time to think about that. So it's all about like okay. just filling your holes, filling the puzzle pieces.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: I like Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a puzzle piece. It really is. It's like right now I know who I'm going to play in the game today and that's it. Like I'm I've had I have an idea of what I'm going to do tomorrow, but I'm going to another thing that you could get jammed up with Jeannie and hopefully this isn't too much information, but if you have like, there's like one game on Sunday this week and it's, it's kind of tricky. So there's one game. Oh no, 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 I'm wrong. There's there's three. three. But if you have the last game of a Sunday and it's like Portland and Orlando and sometimes I'm like, Oh no, my goalie plays in that game. That's you could get in a pinch because like, you know how sometimes your goalie could just get a rest. Like they're like, Oh, we're just going to rest Beto's. You know, and, it's, right. and so I have Ashlyn Harris in that game and if they all of a sudden just announce, hey, we're resting Ashlyn Harris. I'm like, oh, no, I hope no one has the Portland goalie because I'm screwed. So um, always kind of keep an eye on like what that last game is. And if it could put you in a bind, you know, like that's a little deeper. You're not really going to get in trouble too many times with that. But if you've got like so many players starting in like one game, it could get you in a pinch. But it's really a game by game league. Like you just got to keep an eye on each game.
0: Yeah. And to your point, G, that was something that was a surprise for me, too, is that um, the the coaches do not make decisions as expected sometimes. And they they rest more people. We have less information about who's going to start from week to week until right before game time. And so it, it, it was a surprise for me, too, playing fantasy soccer, that I, I had to pay so much attention <laughs> right before games. Yeah. I've been setting myself, like, reminders in my phone, you know, so, that I, like, look at the lineup. Make sure your players are playing.
2: That is exactly what I was just thinking. I was like, I'm going to have to, like, enter the weekly games and give myself some time to, like, think about it. Yeah. And a lot on my phone so that I have some time to think about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I actually, I downloaded all of the games into a Google calendar. I will share it with you.
2: Okay. You're so amazing. That'd <laughs> hey. be awesome.
1: Share that on, well, maybe we'll share that on Twitter. Um, and then the last point is I try to, to as, as well as running the league, I try to put those rosters, like, you know, I remind Jason too, cause Jason didn't have like, I think Jason didn't have his notifications up for the, our Google chat. And so I always try to make my notifications that are, that I'm getting them to pop up on my phone. And I'm like, okay, I'll put the rosters out there to give people at least the most time they can to uh, make a decision. But sometimes I push it just. So if, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's sometimes it's just a matter of everyone keeping an eye on uh, each individual teams. You know, that's why I primarily use Twitter now. It's just like, I only use Twitter to keep an eye on what these teams are doing, <laughs> and, you know, and then what our fantasy show is doing. So um, yeah. that's it. Yeah, Cause some help. of the
0: teams don't put their, roster up on Instagram. Why?
1: Yeah. So
0: why?
1: Yeah. Uh, so another why for you, Jeannie. I know we were talking earlier this week. You're like, Oh, why are some people, uh, scoring and not others? <laughs> so did you have a, any yeah. kind of question just about what, what, what was your general question there?
2: My general question is what, what do I going to do to get players <laughs> to score like 25 points? <laughs> 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 How does that happen? And why don't I
1: have any of them? Well, let's see. Did well, you have? A, well,
0: you, I'll, t- I'll tell you how I think about it. I mean, on the offensive side, you know, it, from week to week, you know, there, people just don't score that much in soccer. So you can't rely on, on goals necessarily, although you try to maximize like the people who are going to be high scorers there so you can get that extra boost. But beyond that, I'm looking at people who who take a bunch of shots. Um, because every shot is a point and every shot on goal, which means they don't take a total garbage shot and sky it way over the goal, um, is two points. And so, you know, if you have someone who takes, you know, four shots on goal, even if they don't score, that's eight points for you, which is almost as good as a goal. Um, another thing that's, that's really good is key passes because those are worth two points each and a key pass is something that would have been an assist if the player that it was passed to had actually converted it and scored. Um, but if they didn't, it was still like a good enough pass to be an assist. So key passes are also worth two points. And so if you have someone that is taking a lot of corner kicks, um, cause those can be key passes. Um, or if you have someone that, you know, is really good at distributing the ball to other people. Like that's why Jared gets so many points with uh, Christy Mew as well. She's playing because she's, you know, she, she passes so well to other people that she you know he racks up a lot of key passes with her in addition to you know assists and scoring and, and she does take all the corners for for the dash when uh you know when she's playing for them so those are two things to look out for offensively and then defensively I touched on it a little bit in our league it's better to have someone who's an outside back who plays on the left or right edge um because they're going to generate more fantasy points for us and um yeah, I mean you've got a solid goalie, and and you're definitely <laughs> like you better pick up Heritage because that's the, like your best option this week in terms of free agency, and that'll be another awesome goalie. So you're you're really covered there because goalies are going to rack up points in in um, saves, and both Betos and, and Heritage are, are kind of leading that charge for the league. Jared, yeah, do you have more to okay. add on that?
1: No, that's pretty good. And don't be afraid to uh text into our uh, chat right now if you want to have a live pickup because I might be tempted to pick up some of these players we're talking about. <laughs> well, I
0: don't yeah, Jeannie, you better multi-tap. make the announcements. <laughs> I don't think I can
2: multitask like that, but we can definitely chat afterwards.
1: Okay, yeah, we'll chat. All right. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like our uh, it'll be like our trade chats, Jeannie. So uh yeah. Yeah. you want to talk about our what was our, uh, if I go back in, uh, in time here in our- uh, Wait, before you guys get there, oh, okay. does, it, does that
0: clear up your questions about why people are scoring?
2: It does, um, because I, when I was looking at my stats, I do look at shots and shots on goals, but that was another of my questions, was like, what should I be looking for in the stats when I'm like, considering a player, and yeah. so I'll now kind of look at the key passes, I'll add that to my list of things to look at.
0: Great. Yeah. And and I think we've also talked about why people aren't scoring too. like sometimes people yeah. get negative points for yellow cards or own goals. And then, right. you know, teams that just don't have a lot of offensive chances, even if their players are great, they're going to get you less yeah. points.
1: But if you yeah. get if you get those like you had that you had that really great week when we played last time, um, but I had a greater week somehow. Like you yeah. were the second highest scoring team. That, that's the most frustrating weeks. And you just never know what you're going to run up against. Because, I mean, that's that's a winning score. You had 107 points. And you had like Midge Purse 29, Dabinian 19, Huerta 21, and Beto's 26. And you still yeah. lost, which is really frustrating. But an uh, example for a scoring is me last week. I had Ashley Hatch had 27 points. You never know. You have an inkling if a player's going to have a good game. But honestly, as soon as a player scores like over 20, no one really sees that coming. So like you could say, like, yeah, I think uh, I think Ashley Hatch is gonna, you know, have a good game this week. You didn't know she was gonna have twenty-seven. No one does. No one sees a two goal game coming. But it's like what Holly said, keep an eye on who looks active and those specific numbers. And then the matchups too. It's like, oh, if you go to the standings page for yes. the and and it's like, oh, how many um, goals each team has given up. That's a good indicator. It's like, oh, if I've got someone who can go against that team, you know, oh I'll I'll take I'll yeah. take the chance, you have a on better that. chance of yeah. it. So all okay. little 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 quirks and how to look things up and keeping an eye on it. Um, all right, let's talk about this trade, Jeannie. Or how trades yeah. in ger- do you have a, in general trade questions?
2: Yeah. So um, well I've been listening to the podcast, long time listener. <laughs> and <laughs> And you guys had talked about trades, and I was like, okay, but I don't really know what that means because I've got some of these um, international players, you know, Carly Lloyd and Megan Rapinoe, and I'm like, I really don't want them anymore, but I don't know how to get rid of them, and it seems like a shame to just drop them. So then one time on a podcast, you dropped a not-so-subtle hint, Jared, that maybe someone would want to <laughs> trade. <laughs> And I was like, yes, I do want to trade Lloyd. But I don't know, like, how do you even start that conversation? How do you know somebody's going to want her? Who would you reach out to? Like, I don't even understand. Because I'm like, well, everybody's happy with their teams. Like, why? Yeah. Not true. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: I like to reach. Like, so for me, I like when leagues are trade happy it makes more f- it's more fun um a lot of teams like to sit on what they have and and obviously we, there hasn't been any trades in our league yet there's been conversations but it's that's like the private deal so that we have our public league of record chat and then you and I were you know texting like off the record just with each other about you know what we want to trade and for me you want to trade with something that's good for your team, so I honestly I'm gonna to try to pull a, pull a fast one on somebody. So like I, I I'm gonna to try to get a deal for me first. So I know the official trade that I tried to get from you was, hey, I'll give you Amy Rodriguez for Carly Lloyd and Dabina. and right. I, Holly's <laughs> laughing. So thank
2: you, Holly. So, uh, I know I'm like joking, that's but it's so
0: offensive. <laughs> but. <laughs>
1: But he's
2: a jerk, right? He's like I'm like in fourth place and he's trying to take my number one player. I'm like,
1: who is this guy? I know. It's a total But tickle. that's when you come back and go, You counter it and I, I know that you're like hey, I like to be, I'm gonna keep her, and then it kinda fizzled, but you can always come back with like Jared that's bullshit. You know, um I, I'm not gonna give up Tabina, but like hey, I'll give you Carly Lloyd and Amy Rodriguez straight up and then maybe we keep talking. And then maybe okay. it, maybe it evolves into something. And I've also offered Jason. So what I like to do for trades is I like to look at what team has a weak link. So I would look at Jason's roster and he, his goalie has been really weak all year. And he's been kind of bouncing around or playing goalies. I haven't been playing. So I like to go, okay, maybe I have a, I had two goalies on my team for a while. And if one of those goalies had a really good week, like let's say an abnormal week, like let's say the, the, the goalie, not Ashlyn Harris, but I had D.D. Heritage for a while. And let's say sh- I like to when a player has a really strong week for my team that I know I'm not going to keep, I like to then float trades and go, oh, well, that other person is going to see that big number and get kind of mesmerized by it. And I like to see that Jason has been struggling with goalies all year. So I go, ooh, do I have an extra goalie on my team? Or let's say that other person's been struggling to score, like you've been struggling to score. So I go, who, what, oh, what can I entice her with? Like right now, like, oh, okay, Amy Rodriguez just had a big week. Or let's say Ashley Hatch just had a huge week. I think she'll go for it. So it's all about where you think other teams maybe are struggling and then what you can help with. But it's just texting people individually with an idea if you just have an idea and something you want to try to do and you're like, Oh, I wonder if Holly will go for it. There's no harm and no foul on a Monday being like, Hey, you want to do this? Cause it could turn into something long term that it could happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's
2: does. Uh, so
0: just getting more creative and more open and
1: yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's like maybe they'll bite, you know, or maybe this will turn into something. What do you think, Holly?
0: Well, I mean, I think you've outlined two trade strategies here. One is the low ball. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, I, I'm frankly not a supporter of because I think it's going to, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's a non-starter um, and then you, you just irritate people and it goes. Like yes. it,
1: could, it could backfire. It could backfire. Um,
0: but the other one you've, you've looked at is trying to add value to someone while getting value for yourself. So looking at something they need that you might have and then seeing what you can get for it, which I think is a, is a, you know, a better way to think about trades. And that's, you know, that's kind of where I would go when I said, you know, Jeannie, pick up Heritage player this week because Betos is out and offered her Jason next week. He likes her anyway. He picked her up at the beginning of the year, even though she wasn't playing. So, you know, you could get something for her next week.
2: Okay. I like that. Yeah. Okay. because Yeah, I think what I'm getting out of this whole, like our whole conversation is just to have some more flexibility with my players. Like not be committed to like this is my team and they're gonna stay with me forever. Yeah. So. Oh my god.
1: That's like the if that's one thing I've learned <laughs> you, in fantasy. You've nailed
0: it. You've you absolutely have. nailed it. That's like the maybe the toughest thing to learn in something like this, because if you get emotionally attached, you know, then you're you're not making maybe the best week to week decisions. Yeah. And that's probably why Jared has never won a fantasy football. Ha! Huh.
1: <laughs> Funny. Funny, yeah. Twenty five years going strong, no fantasy football titles. Um, I probably need to get more creative, Jeannie. Um,
2: yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> both that makes that makes two of us. So yeah, don't get too attached to players um, just because you've had them and been writing it out for a while. So um, yeah, get creative. Plus, if you're if you need to win games, like yeah, you need to win games. Make some moves. Like just make the moves, and and it's like, hey, I tried. You know, I did this and that. So um, yeah, I think your next goal is like baby steps like I need to pass Jason in the standings and then I need to, then I'm going to challenge the top. Like, let's see if I can pass Jason. I'm going to see if I can get a couple wins in a row here. So, um, that's, that's the overall, uh, look of, of fantasy. Um, who do you, who do you like? I mean, I know you've been able to watch a few games and you're kind of new to the sport. Is there anyone in the NWL or even the national team that you've really liked watching?
2: You know, I actually haven't really been able to watch too many games lately. Um, I had this really great idea of taking my daughter out to like the middle of nowhere and being in a cabin with like no Wi-Fi and no TV for the last six
1: weeks. So yeah, that happens.
2: Yeah, really great parenting strategy. Not so great fantasy soccer. <laughs> shout strategy.
1: out to shout out to Effingham. Uh, <laughs> what state was that in, Effingham, Jeannie?
2: Illinois, Effingham, Illinois. Um, if you're listening, I really think that you guys should have some t-shirts and some hats available because you got money to be made there, marketing, and we can, yeah, we can do a lot with your town. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I tried to find teachers I tried to find hats, couldn't get them.
1: If they don't start it, we will.
2: We could. We definitely <laughs> could. Um,
1: um, yeah, so. Um, <laughs>
2: so, you know, but my my player is Davinia. I don't know why, um, you know, she's kind of badass going with one name like Madonna. Yes. So, I mean, how can you go wrong with that? I mean,
0: yeah. She's yeah. my number one girl. That's um, that's a great player to I pick. I love it. She's fiery. I love watching her.
1: She's one of, yeah, one of our favorite players to watch. Like, everyone loves watching her. So that's a good player. If you're going to, if you're going to sit down and watch a game, it's like, let's see if is playing. <laughs> that's a good Yeah. One.
2: What can she do? Yeah. So, yeah, she's my girl, but, you know, I don't really have like a Team. Looking forward to Denver getting a team. That would be cool, um, or maybe Pittsburgh getting a team. Then I could get behind those teams. Those are my hometown areas. That would be awesome. Um, but I just like—I, you know what I really love? I love that I love—I love these girls playing soccer. Like they're totally badass. They put the boys to shame with just like their coolness and their toughness. And then they get on and. I only got a Twitter account just for this purpose of fantasy soccer. Nice. And so I love, like, I'll spend a little bit of time, a couple of couple days a week, like, going through the Twitter. And it's like they're politically active for causes that are important and they've got something to say. And so I just, like, general, like, I'm just so excited to be on the team and get to know these girls and to watch the games. And, I don't know, it's been
0: fun. I love it. I love that you said that because I think that that is one of the the best things about this league and it's it's one of the best things about being a fan and an audience member in this league is, you know, that people are engaged and politically active and they're cool and they're funny. And from a fan perspective, I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. And And I want more women to have that experience as a fan of professional sports
2: yeah and i'm excited that they're expanding and i hope i you know get to continue to be on the fantasy league and because it gives me you know a reason to just really be into it and my eight year old daughter started playing soccer this year (gasps) and so that and yeah she likes she's a pretty good little goalie she likes that oh i love it that's great yeah and so she's kind of involved in it we'll sit down and watch games together and yeah i don't know i think uh yeah it's I didn't grow up playing soccer. I'm from Western Pennsylvania. So that was like not a thing in the eighties when I was young, but um, I'm excited to be a part of it now.
1: That's really good to hear. I'm really happy. We're both really happy to hear that because it, it it, playing fantasy and watching it's like all of it is just good for the league. And then good for if people just want to get involved in women's sports, it's like, let's play fantasy and like, you learn so much about the league in a quick amount of time. Like you've been playing fantasy for two months and you know so much more than you did. And now you're on social media, which you weren't doing hardly any of that. And it's like, well, it's just, I don't know. It's opening opening so many new fans up to so so many cool athletes. And I've said this before on the show, it's women's sports, especially soccer, Uh, And a ton of softball, actually, the 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 openness during games uh, to actually like feel what that player is feeling and the excitement level is, I think, far and above men's sports, because I think men's sports for years have been really reserved and they kind of hide their emotions some somewhat. And watching these games is like, oh, man, like you feel like you're getting to know these players and. You, they draw you in and I don't know, you get their personalities or everything's laid out. It's like the best yeah. reality show there could be.
0: And it's wonderful yeah. to watch really authentic women yeah, and also women with an opinion um, yes. who are not afraid to share it on the, on the pitch. I, those two things I really, we need more of that.
1: <laughs> good point. Good point. Cause the national team is just, especially like just killing it. And those are leaders right there. And then if your daughter is just getting into playing soccer, like there's a leader she should be watching right there. So the fact that you're introducing her to it, it's great. Like she could watch a game with like Ashlyn Harris and be like, Oh my God, she's badass! I want to be like her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. She doesn't have to watch a, uh, you know, like when we were all growing up, like you had to watch a man, men sports and you know, now she had her heroes can be women who play the game, which is what you, yeah. what you need. Yeah. And you know,
2: and I, I know you've been talking um, about the young girl who finally is going to be able to get to play, and that's cool. The, what, I don't know her name, but the 15 year old girl that you guys have been talking about. Yeah,
0: Olivia Moultrie for the Portland Thorns.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's like cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Girls are supportive of each other, and the bands are back and forth, and the good naturedness and stuff. I'm, yeah.
1: Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Well said, Jeannie. Well said. Um, you know, let's actually, you know what? I think you should stick around for the uh, the end of the show with us. I think I think Jeannie should do bold predictions with us.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: Uh, let's let's get into it. Um, this is the first time that Jeannie's going to be privy to the bold predictions. Uh
0: (laughs) Buckle up, G. Uh, Here we go. Ready. I'm dancing.
2: (laughs)
1: It's time to get bold with predictions.
0: (laughs) Jared is lip syncing to himself right now. I wish you could see this. I'm like, I'm into it. All right. (laughs) All
1: right, Jeannie, since you're going to join us for uh, week nine bold predictions, we're going to let you lead off. What's your bold prediction this week?
2: Anumanu and Balser are going to get me out of the doghouse. Four so points this week, and I'm gonna get. Uh, I will not be in last place this week.
1: We'll oh, go with that. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, yep. I, 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 you know, I'm kind of rooting for you, even though you're playing me. Is that weird? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I just, well, I,
2: you can give me a little bit here.
1: Yeah, I want a tight game. Like, I really want an exciting game between us. And because now, like, we're, you're making all these moves this week, it's really gonna be fun. Like, for me, as like a fantasy player. I want to play against people who are like, you know, playing the league and being like, I'm making, they're making moves and they're, and so I really like that we're breaking it down this week with you because it's, I, it's going to be like a stressful week for me and that's more fun. (laughs) So, but I love the prediction. So, uh, I like that getting you out of the doghouse Holly, what do you got?
0: Oh God, I'm lame. I had this great idea while we were talking earlier about the news or the national team or something. I didn't write down I don't remember it, the end, good story by me. So I'm just going to go with this prediction. Hold on.
1: Time to get bold with predictions. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: It's time for wow. bold prediction. Let me just Let me
0: slide that down so I can continue talking here. Thank you. I'm speaking. Okay. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> my prediction this week is going to be uh, thorns over the pride two to one. I like that. All
1: right. Wow, mine goes in kind of lockstep with you. It could happen. So I've got uh, Weaver and Charlie both scoring for Portland this week against my goalie, Ashlyn Harris. But I think it could be one of those games where um, Ashlyn Harris gets, you know, seven saves but gives up two goals. Oh, there you go. Nice. Thanks, Jared. This is Jared talking to Jared right now. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, Weaver and Charlie both scoring. All right. Uh, that's I like it. it. And that's our week nine bold predictions. Jeannie.
2: I have a, a season bold prediction. Oh, what do you Ooh, got? Because I don't know when I'm going to be back on here, so I thought I'd just lay it out there that at some point during this season, I will score more points in one week than Jared. Is that the goal? <laughs> All right, That's <laughs> it. going to happen. I will score more points in one week than
1: you. I like it. I'm confident. All it, right. That'll happen, especially with this this power roster you're going to come through with here in week nine it's going to happen so uh i have uh, i have uh, nothing but positivity nothing but positivity is coming genie's way um, all right genie that's it thanks for joining the show this week well
2: it was fun it was great to hang out with you guys talk soccer
0: this awesome. was fun yeah it's awesome to have you on g hey
2: my eight-year-old came in do you want to say hi
0: yeah. All right. Hi. Hi.
1: <laughs> What's up, goalie? <laughs> Hi.
2: Okay.
1: That's great. Awesome. Uh, when's her next game?
0: In the fall, I think. All right.
1: Nice. Well, good luck.
0: Well, you know, m- maybe we'll bring her on as a guest. She can talk about her her uh, goalie strategies in the box.
2: She's great. She likes it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeannie. Well, good luck. I uh, expect a lot of chat in the, in the um, fantasy chat room in the next uh, 90 minutes. And um, I'll uh, be keeping a keen eye on your team this week.
0: Cool. Thanks, guys.
1: We'll talk to you later.
0: All right, G. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: So when Vlacko came up to me talking about the captaincy for the first time, he was like, Becky, you are so selfless that you could be scoring all these goals and instead you allow your teammates to score. That type of person needs to be my captain. To which I responded, I know Vlacko, I know.